Hi, and welcome to the Becoming Trauma-Informed podcast, where we help you understand how your past painful experiences are affecting your current reality and how you can shift those so you can create your desired future. I'm Dr. Lee, and both myself and our team at the Institute for Trauma and Psychological Safety are excited to support you on your journey. We talk about all the things on this podcast. No topic gets left uncovered. So extending a content warning to you before we get started. If you notice yourself getting activated while listening, invitation to take care of yourself and to pause, skip ahead a bit, or just check out another episode. Let's dive in. Okay, y'all. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm in a bit of a mood. <laughs> just to be honest, I'm in a bit of a mood. I'm a little feisty today. And this is this topic is one that has come up a lot with clients recently, with myself recently, came up this morning, with people that I'm in relationship with. So I want to extend a message to all of the people out there who identify as people who like to help, identify as people who like to say yes, identify as people who like to please other people. You know, maybe you call yourself a people pleaser. So we're going to have a chat, all right? (laughs) I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you. Part of this is coming about too because I started working with a new therapist a couple days ago. She's phenomenal. And what was really fascinating about this is my last therapy relationship ended not in the best way, which I'm not going to go into the story. There's not a lot of tea there. It just, it just, it kind of fell apart. And up until that point had served me very well. But like for a while, I've been like, well, no, I'm good. I don't need therapy. I don't need that. And then I realized that like over the last several months, a lot of the spaces in which I went to go get support, in which I went to receive support, I went to be poured into, I went to process my own stuff. Like I've left all those spaces. So noticing that I didn't have a lot of places to like process my own stuff. and for a little while, that was great, right? Because like, I didn't have a bunch of other people's voices in my head saying like, this is what you should do. And this is what you shouldn't do. That was helpful. But what I realized is, is that I still needed a place to go and like be able to clear out my own stuff. And not just my journal, but like to another human. So I started with this new therapist, and she's wonderful. And one of the things that came up during our session that I've just been processing for like the last 36 hours is what she said to me about being a helper. Now, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know my story. If not, I left the bedside in 2020, December 2020, after being a nurse practitioner and a nurse for the better part of a decade and being in the hospital before that, working in other positions. I've been a caring professional for most of my whole life. I've been in doggy daycare, right? Caring professional there. I've worked as a patient care assistant. Again, I like how like the word care keeps coming in. I worked as an ABA therapist. I worked as a babysitter. So a lot of roles in which I am caring for other people, providing care, providing nurturing, providing guidance, providing boundaries, all of these things for other people. And a lot of the time I found myself saying yes to a lot of things. Because it felt good to be the person who got to help others. It, got, it felt good to be the person who got to please others. And when I was in therapy, we were having this conversation and I was telling her, like, this is actually really hard for me to, like, take up a lot, like, this space here. And I'm doing it because I know that just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not worth it. 
And she was like, yeah, therapy's not fun. I was like, right? It's not fun. I was like, my clients don't have a lot of fun with me sometimes. Like sometimes we have fun conversations, but most of the time with my clients are like crying or, you know, processing through stuff. We're talking about hard things. It's good for them. They enjoy it after, but it's not always fun in the, in the moment, right? So we were talking about how it feels really hard to like hold a lot for other people and feel responsible for holding a lot for other people and just feel like that that is my job, is the holder, is the person who handles things, is the person who helps. And we were talking about my childhood a little bit. And she's like, you know, a lot of people identify as a helper or a people pleaser because they didn't get the help. They didn't hear yes when they were younger. And so they want to make sure no one feels the way that they did. And we were talking about how like that has never fully resonated for me. Like, yes, in, in a small way, it wasn't that I never felt cared about when I was a kid. And, and I felt like people tried to help me when I was a kid. And in fact, my experience was almost the opposite. My experience was I needed a lot of help. I needed a lot of support. I needed a lot of attention. There were jokes growing up about how high maintenance I was, which, again, it's one of those things where like hindsight's twenty twenty. Was that the probably the most trauma-informed joke to be making about me and myself? No. Do I like being called high maintenance? No. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. It was what it was. So we we're having this conversation and she's like, well, Lee, sometimes people go into the helping professions because they feel like they have used up all of their help quota. And I was like, okay, say more. <laughs> she's like, you know, sometimes they people feel so indebted, feel like they got helped in ways that they didn't want or they feel so indebted around how much help they needed, how needy they were, how much they received that when they get older, they're like, okay, let me give all that back to everyone else because I've already had too much. And when she said that, like I immediately started crying and I was like, yeah, no, that's it. That's absolutely how I feel. I feel like it's not fair for me to ask any more of anyone else. And so I just kind of started seeing a pattern that I had of like saying yes to things that didn't really feel like yeses and then feeling resentful and then canceling and feeling like I let the person down. Seeing patterns of asking my family for like little pieces of help, but like silly things that I could do myself because asking them for the bigger things never really felt okay. Noticing that as a kiddo, one of the places that it felt the safest to be helped was when I was sick. So noticing that sometimes I would almost like, it's not that I would make myself sick, but in a way, almost I wonder that my body was like, yeah, you're just going to burn out and run yourself down. And then when you're sick, you can actually rest and you can actually let people take care of you because it's a valid reason to let people take care of you. So, you know, just started having all of these realizations around a lot of us are not, do not go into the helping professions, do not become more people pleasers because we didn't get what we needed because we were neglected. A lot of us go into the helping professions and try to help and people please and say yes and give and not receive because we feel like we've already gotten too much. So I wanted to just say, like, if you identify as either of those or as both of those, I see you, I hear you, I witness you, I feel you so deeply. And I just want to have a conversation about this because for me, thinking about giving and giving and giving to other people and not receiving, like 
this is something that I've been actively practicing, um, practicing receiving, practicing surrendering, practicing letting things come to me instead of making things happen or giving things to other people. This has been a major lesson for me over the last year or so. And it was hilarious because I always love those moments where I'm like, okay, I figured this out. Nope. <laughs> the universe usually comes back and like knocks me on my butt and is like, excuse me, no, hold on. And not from like a unkind way, but like a, hey, hold on, like, don't, don't get too big for your britches here. Like there's still a little bit of work to do. I, and I find that to be a very self-protective thing of like, I'll make it 70% of the way through a life lesson or through an experience and like learn a lot about how I want to be showing up. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm done. And it's like, no, you still got a little ways to go. So I'm kind of in that last 30% right now. And what I'm learning about this last 30% is this lesson right here. Okay. This is going to be a a pokey statement. So I'm just giving you warning. A lot of times when we say yes, when we decide that we are going to be the one to help, to please, to give, and we refuse to receive, we are actually hurting other people and not helping them. When we say yes to people, when we don't have the capacity, the energy, the time, or the motivation to really, really help them, We actually deprive them of the opportunity to either help themselves more fully or find someone else who will help them more fully and committedly. And is that a lesson, right? A lot of times I'm like, I have to help every single person who comes to me. Well, the problem with that is, is that if I'm helping 100 people and I'm only able to help them fractionally versus I'm helping 10 people and I can help them fully and I can send those other 90 people support and validation and also be like, and here's some other places you might be able to get full committed help, right? My therapist actually used this analogy. She's like, if you have 10 spoons and 10 people show up in front of you and you decide to give each one of them a spoon, but every single one of them actually really needs two or three spoons, you're not helping anyone. And in fact, by them taking this spoon from you, they're potentially missing out on getting two spoons, three spoons, four spoons from someone else. And I was like, well, shit, right? (laughs) Saying no to take care of yourself, to save some of your spoons for yourself, or saying no so you can save some spoons for things that actually really matter to you isn't hurting or harming other people. It's giving them the opportunity to figure out where else they can find spoons, right? So you can say no to people and also validate their need for spoons simultaneously. You can validate their need for help and also say no or say, I only have one spoon. And like, that's allowed to be okay. What I am currently entering into, I saw this hilarious meme yesterday. And this meme said, I love when my people pleaser friends say, quote, I'm entering into my villain era, quote, which actually just means that they're setting healthy boundaries, right? For people who have learned to help others in order to feel good about themselves, to please others in order to feel good themselves. I'm going to say that again. A lot of us learn to be people pleasers and helpers because it helps us feel good, not because it helps them feel good. Sometimes it's both, but a lot of times we please others because it helps us feel good, helps us feel liked, helps us feel productive, helps us feel like we matter. 
And it's not necessarily because we want to do it. It's not necessarily because it's what's best for us. It's because our past painful experiences have taught us that our value lies in our giving and in our help. So I am entering into my quote unquote villain era, (laughs) aka setting more healthy boundaries. And I wanted to share with you just a couple of the phrases that I use, a couple of the things, the places that I've been specifically working on this, and give you a couple ways to not say yes to things and to really evaluate where you want to give your spoons and also how to practice receiving. So a big place for me is recognizing that I was labeling controlling other people as helping. So I was saying, oh, let me fix this problem for you. Oh, let me direct this for you. Oh, let me container this for you. Oh, let me tell you what to do here. Well, first of all, not everyone wants to be told what to do. Secondly, some of those people weren't asking for my help. Thirdly, deciding to solve problems for people makes it really hard for them to learn how to solve problems themselves. And fourthly, like a lot of people were like, look, Lee, I don't want you to give me anything. Like I actually want to give you stuff, but you're making that really hard. You're making it really hard to provide for you and to give you things and to take care of you because you are dictating how that has to look and you are trying to fix me and control me. Like you're deciding how this all has to look. So that is a big place that I am stopping helping people because I'm not going to control what they're doing. I'm saying, you know what? If they want my help, they will ask. I'm waiting for people to ask for my help before I offer it. So invitation to do that. And what you might see is, is that if you have people in your life that expect you to help, what they'll do is, is they'll say what they need without asking you, or they will kind of set you up, right? Like they'll set up the shot for you to take it so that they don't have to actually ask for help. So I have people do this. They'll get really, really excited about something. They'll share something with me. And there's not a question there, but I can kind of feel like there's a, you know, I want you to help me with this, or I want you to do this, or I want you to do that. And one of my favorite things to say is, I can see how excited you are about this. Or I can see how sad you are about this, like witnessing you and your sadness. I witness them and I validate what they're sharing with me. And sometimes if I'm noticing that there's kind of an ask, but it's kind of money and they're waiting for me to jump in and offer things, I'll say this. I'll say, hey, I think I need some clarity here. What are you asking of me specifically? Because some people, once they put that ask into actual words, like that's really hard for them. And if you are somebody who just jumps in and fixes things normally, then they don't have to learn how to say and state clearly what their need is. So we enable people to not have to ask for what they want and not have to declare what it is that they're asking for help with because we just jump in. So this statement is a really great way to set some boundaries around like, what are you, what are you asking for specifically? Or I'm curious, can you tell me why you're sharing this with me, right? Then you actually get the question of, well, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want help with. This is what's going on. Okay, great. So here's my answers here. Number one, Mm, I love this idea, or I love that you feel safe coming to and asking me for help, or I am just seeing you so deeply in what's going on, and I don't have capacity for that. 
I don't have capacity to help you with this. And I'm so grateful you brought this to me. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Thank you so much for trusting me with this information, right? Notice the ands there. I love blank. I don't have capacity for blank. And thank you. So that's if I don't want to do the thing, right? If I think I might want to help with the thing and it's not an emergency, I'll say, "Mm, thank you so much for bringing this to me. Uh, I'm going to think it over. I'm going to consider it. Let me consider it. When do you need to know by? It takes the urgency out of it. And then I wait 24 to 48 hours and really feel into it because sometimes the helper in me, the pleaser in me wants to say yes so quickly. And then 24 hours later, I'm like, oh, why did I say yes to that? I don't have the capacity for that. I don't have the space for that. I don't have the time for that. So giving yourself time, right? When do you need to know by? Okay, I will get back to you by then. And obviously you can, you can message them beforehand and be, or, or call them back and be like, okay, yeah, I'm in. But giving yourself the time to decide, does it actually make sense for me to help here? Do I have the capacity? And honoring their boundaries of when do you need to know by so that you're not inconveniencing them. And then the other piece is, is like just really noticing. And this is a message for those of you out there who are business owners or entrepreneurs in particular, right? We are always talking about how the as business owners and as entrepreneurs, we are supposed to be leaders, we are supposed to serve and support and really like ensure that everybody has what they need and really take care of our people. And I love this messaging. I really do. I believe that our businesses get to be just like the most amazing communities that we build with the people who decide to enter into relationship with us in those businesses. And we got to make sure it's mutually beneficial. We got to make sure that what you are receiving is enough. And this is a place that I am majorly growing. Team came to me and they were like, Lee, (laughs) we got to talk about payments. We got to talk about payment plans. We got to talk about late fees. We got to talk about this because you give so much. And we got to set some boundaries around the fact that you get to also receive for the work that you're doing. We all get to receive for the work that you're doing. And they're, you know, they're like, you always make sure we're paid. And like, also, are you paying yourself? And that this has been a hard conversation because I run a trauma institute. Anybody who has trauma, anyone who's struggling, I want to be able to give them access to everything that we do. And I can't. I would love to be able to price everything at free or a dollar. Like that would feel so good for me. And I can't because If we don't have money coming in, I don't have extra spoons and I can't hand out spoons. That's just the reality of it, right? If I'm struggling to pay my bills, if I'm struggling to make ends meet, if I'm feeling like I'm not well-resourced enough, how on earth am I supposed to help all of these people who have entrusted me to help them? So really recognizing that me receiving is one of the best ways that I can help other people. Me receiving compliments, me receiving money, me receiving time, me really ensuring that I am keeping really good boundaries with my clients and saying, hey, this is when I'll respond and this is when I'm not going to respond. This is where I will respond and this is where I won't respond. Me learning how to insulate myself from harm as much as I have made it a priority to insulate other people from harm 
is huge. And so if you are somebody who struggles with this, or if you're somebody who's even thought about starting a business and you're like, nope, can't start a business because I would give everything away for free. I would want to help everybody. Invitation to come learn with me because I get it. (laughs) I get you. (laughs) So we are actually moving into next week a really cool event that we're hosting called Five Ways to Trauma-Proof Your Business. And I know a lot of people who on here who listen aren't entrepreneurs, and that's cool. We offer things for all different kinds of people. So this this one particular event may not be your jam. And you might know somebody who receiving this information would be really helpful for them because they are a helper and they are a pleaser and they are somebody who says yes and who burns themselves out and who gives way more than they receive. And they might need this. So feel free to pass it on to them. But it's called Five Ways to Trauma-Proof Your Business. It's a five-day event with me. It's leading into us opening up something very, very cool that we will be talking about during the event. And I'm really excited about this because I'm realizing that everything I've been going through the last several months was an initiation, was a portal to be able to hold this space for other people who also struggle with receiving and also struggle with setting boundaries and also struggle with like not letting their businesses traumatize them because they don't give themselves enough, they don't receive enough, and they're too busy giving to other people. Or they don't give to other people at all because they're so exhausted. They can't give as much as they want to because they're burned out because they have, they've been helping for so long and they're like now, again, quote unquote, in their villain era. Like we want, I want everyone to be able to feel regulated and they are able to give a lot and like they're also receiving everything they need and more simultaneously, that everything is really mutually beneficial. So that's what we're going to be talking about in that five-day event. You can sign up for that event if you're interested or share it with a friend using the link in the show notes. And I think I just want to wrap this up by saying that, you know, you deserve as much help. There's no cap on how much help you are allowed to get. And you are allowed to cap how much help you give at times. Say it again. There is no cap on how much help you are allowed to receive. There's no cap on how much you are allowed to receive. And you may need to put a cap, at least for a little bit, on how much you're giving. Just so that things can get a little bit more balanced again. Because if you're like me, they are really unbalanced in lots of funky ways. And doing the work to like get that rebalanced is hard. And it's also so worth it. I promise you. It feels so good to let go of that need to control, that need to please, that need to say yes. And yeah, I'm not fully on the other side of this yet. And as somebody who's actively going through the work alongside of you, I will tell you it is worth it. So I love you all. I hope you have a fabulous week. I hope to see you in our trauma proofing your biz event next week and yeah have a great day thank you so much for listening to today's episode invitation to head to our show notes to check out the offers and connections we mentioned or you can just head straight over to instituteforTrauma.com and hop in our email list so that you never miss any of the cool things that we're doing over at the institute invitation to be well and to take care of yourself this week and we'll see you next time